Welcome back to Jessica and Carla's High School Reunion. This week, we take a short pause in our interviews for a special holiday episode. As we head into the busy holiday season, many of us will be returning home or hosting holiday celebrations at our own houses with our own children coming back. How can we create meaningful memories with the people we love? How can we avoid challenging group dynamics? How can we put aside our expectations and stories of past holidays behind us and show up for the people as they are today? We talk about this and a whole lot more. In the spirit of Thanksgiving, we are so grateful for this podcast and for all of you who have joined us as guests or who are tuning in as listeners. We wish you a wonderful holiday this week, and we will be back with another 89er next week, so stay tuned. Hi, Carla. How are you today? I am good. It's a beautiful day. It is like a gorgeous fall day here. Like the trees are just in full, beautiful colors and I'm wearing a sweater and it just feels like fall. I love it. That is so great. What about you? I've had a really good day. I went to lunch with my brother at um, a Mexican place here in town and it's so nice to have family living here in Austin. We got to catch up on all sorts of things and, and talk about the holidays which is what we're going to be talking about today. I got primed over lunch. (laughs) Perfect. Perfect. Well, it's worth noting that this is our 20th episode. This is our 20th recording, including the one we did at the very beginning when we introduced the concept and interviewed each other. And we've had another 17 guests. Um, Is that right? 18. 18 guests. 18 guests. Um, with a bunch after the holiday, after the Thanksgiving holiday coming up, which is great. Um, But we thought we'd take a pause and just a breather and do a special holiday episode. And maybe you want to share why you thought this was an important topic and a good moment for us to do that. Yeah, I would love to. I mean, first of all, when I think about what I'm thankful for this Thanksgiving season, one of the things I'm really thankful for is this podcast. And some of that has Mm -hmm. been the perspectives that I've gained from listening to the stories of our classmates. Some of it has been the opportunity to learn some new skills. And I admit that I'm a little bit, um, (laughs) still a little clunky sometimes, but um, it's exercised my brain in new ways. And it's just been such a joy to get to see you, Carla, every week or even a couple times a week. And um, Mm -hmm. I've learned so much from doing this with you and enjoyed it. I have had so much fun. Um, And I've just, every Mm -hmm. time we finish a conversation with our classmates, I'm just super grateful that I had the opportunity to build those relationships way back when and that I still get to do that. Yeah, I feel all the same things. I won't try it. I'll try to be not too duplicative here, but I, I have talked so much about this podcast to other people. People are probably getting tired of hearing me share <laughs> my feelings about it. 
but it's been so profound to me to hear other people's stories and to really in some ways just make the space for other people's stories. I have loved mm -hmm. it. I have loved the responses of people at the end of their own episodes, just having had the chance to reflect on things, which we don't do that very mm -hmm. often. And to just be open ears, that's been amazing. And yeah, it's been super joyful to just be with you as much as I've been with you this year. It's been such a treat. It really has. <laughs> I totally relate to that idea that, well, it's funny you say that you feel like maybe people are tired of you talking about this podcast because I have had that same feeling and it reminds me of that movie, the, this one time at band camp, because I'm like, oh, so today on the podcast, I'm sure everyone's like, okay, my, my kids in particular are like, okay, mom, we get it. Um, but uh, yeah. yeah. I told you about this podcast I'm doing. Yes. <laughs> right. Right. And apparently I can no longer use the word amazing to describe anyone that I went to school with because that has been done to death, according to my family and friends who have listened to me talk about it. So anyway, I think that's one reason. I don't know if anyone's listened to it in my family, so I feel perfectly safe to repeat as many things as I want. Oh, oh I do too. No one's oh, listening. I, I am with you. I know my husband, Ian, has listened to a lot of them, but most of my family and friends have not, and none of my kids, of course, have. So... Um, which is great. We can just talk about them all the time and they'll never even know. <laughs> exactly. The other, and that's perfect segue. That's We're going to talk a lot about family. <laughs> well, the other reason that um, we thought it would be fun to do this episode is that the idea of how do you bring together a group of people and have it be meaningful and fun and be an experience for people can show up as themselves and feel like they can um, they can ask questions or they can state what they really think and not be worried that uh, they're going to damage a relationship for doing that. That is work that both you and I have done over the last couple of years, um, you even longer than that. And it's been interesting for me to think about what are the what are the tools I have from all those books that I read or sessions I've sat through that might make my holidays more enjoyable and more meaningful? So, um, so that was yeah. partly where this idea came from as well. And of course, it's a really interesting moment in time where we, many of us might be going home to Albuquerque or going home to family, maybe it's not a specific space or having family come to us and reconnecting with parts of our lives from the past. And at the same time, you know, moving things forward into the future. And now we're also at this really interesting moment where our own children are coming to us too. And so that's an experience that we haven't had before where we're, we're, we're the home that someone is coming back to for those holidays. So managing some of those tensions. Right. And some of us also are, are navigating blended families. And I'd mm. say a lot of us are navigating the 
the uncle who's kind of like only around at the holiday. We haven't seen them since last year <laughs> or talked to them. So yes, there's a lot of interesting dynamics about um, old and new, honoring tradition without getting stuck in a rut um, and how to include people who, some of whom talk to each other and see each other all the time and some who are just there every once in a while. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think the other kind of contextual piece is there's just so much polarization. We've talked about this in some of the other podcast episodes. There's such a tendency now to feel like you're on one team or the other. And most of us live in a bubble where we're rarely interacting with people that are not on our ideological team. And Thanksgiving mm -hmm. and the holidays in general are a time when sometimes that's the most ideologically diverse group you're going to be in. And so if you haven't built the muscles for how do you be in relationship with people who you disagree with, then this is a great chance to do that. <laughs> Another opportunity for growth. Yay. <laughs> and learning right. I thought maybe we could start by just sharing a little bit about how we come to the holidays how we experience them our feelings about the holidays um what what it's like to be living through the holidays yeah for each so, of us. so for you what are you, what are your personal feelings about the holidays how are you feeling about what's about to come about if you were to speak to Mark Silver he would tell you it is not my best time. I am not at my finest moments during the holiday season. And I do, I think I do a pretty good job generally of sort of faking my way through it with some optimism and holiday cheer. <laughs> We're getting ready to throw a big Christmas party, which is going to be really fun and, um, but a lot of work. Uh, my kids have very high expectations, especially for Christmas. They really, it's a great holiday of greed at my house. There's a lot of desire for advent calendars and stocking fill, stockings filled and um, lots of presents under the tree. And, I, you know, I, have, I feel a certain obligation to keep that game going. Um, we are not hosting Thanksgiving this year. And I have said more than once that I'm escaping and I realized that just by saying that, it tells a lot about how I feel about the holidays. And it's not that I don't enjoy being with everyone. That part I actually enjoy for the most part, I think. It's all the other stuff. It's the work that goes into it. And I usually am coming off of a pretty busy time in my own professional mm -hmm. life. And so I feel like I go into the holidays and I'm already beaten down and then I just can't wait for January 1st <laughs> every year and to take down the tree and shove everything back in the box and put it away. So that's been my um, experience of the holidays, but I also really do try to be present and enjoy people and just enjoy being with my parents who are, you know, in their 80s now. And I don't know how many more holidays I'm going to have mm -hmm. with them. 
Um, and so really trying to enjoy my father in particular because he's such a affable, fun guy. <laughs> and he's kind of curmudgeonly for the holidays too. So that's kind of fun for me. Um, and yeah, and just really trying to experience my kids wherever they are in this moment in time. I'm really excited. We're just getting ready to go to Prague for the holidays and, um, and, and Florence, and we're going to catch up with Lillian Jackson there. Um, and Piper's coming with us, but, um, you know, they'll, everyone will be back for Christmas and just trying to see what they're like at this Christmas, which will be totally different than they were last mm -hmm. Christmas and the same at the same. So that's my, that's my experience with the holidays. I do like getting dressed up. I like having at least one festive party to go to, you know, put on something shimmery. So when you say and I try to focus on the right. Well, when when you say it's a lot of work, are you talking mm -hmm. about like the running around logistical piece of it, or are you talking about the emotional work of trying to navigate everybody's expectations? Or when what did you have in mind when you said it's a lot of work? Yeah, I think it's the actual physical cooking and cleaning mm -hmm. and decorating. Mm -hmm and shopping, mm -hmm. shopping for food, shopping for mm -hmm. gifts, um, wrapping right. it all. To me, that's just a lot. It's you not know? just a and lot you to come you. In that's a lot. It's just a lot. And, you know, Mark is a great partner. We do a lot of things with equity and, but the holidays, a lot of that mm -hmm. stuff lands mm -hmm. on me, you know? And so, like, oh, here we go again. Oh, just a few more stocking stuffers. We just got to get a few more things. Together. And you're still moving that effing elf around, right? <laughs> I may have gotten rid of the elf finally, but yeah, like the advent calendar. I mean, we have this advent calendar that I stuff things uh -huh. with. And, you know, as long as everyone's at home, they get something in that day. So if there are three of them that happen to be at home, there's three of whatever it is, yeah. right? So it's just hilarious when every once in a while, the kid will open the advent calendar and I'll have forgotten to put something in one day. And you just would have thought, you know, I was out to destroy their holiday spirit. <laughs> yeah. Well, nothing in the advent calendar today. <laughs> Just a lump of coal. That's it. That's what you deserve. <laughs> well, um, you know, I think I've gotten a lot more relaxed about the holidays over the last few years. Um, and I think some of that is because of just the perspective of other things in my life being really difficult and me being like, well, out of all the things I could be stressed about today, that's not the thing that I'm going to focus on. <laughs> um, but I think also COVID helped a lot with my overall mm -hmm. outlook about what I can control and what I just have to let happen. And at the beginning of the pandemic, I just remember feeling so frustrated by how many times my well thought through plans were completely out the window 
sometimes on, you know, no notice because something changed in the COVID sphere. And I had to learn to kind of be okay with plans not going the way they, the way I thought they would. And I came to see that sometimes when I don't plan, it goes really well, or it goes great, better than I would have been able to plan. And so um, I think COVID helped me approach these kinds of events with a lot less um, anxiety than I had before. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the other thing is that you had about three weddings. You had about three weddings that you had to postpone. Yeah. Like your own wedding. Right. How many times did you I have mean, to schedule? Yes. Yeah. So well, we rescheduled <laughs> it twice. And on top of that, things like, you know, we're going to have a, a birthday party for one of my friends at my house. And then, oh, no, they can't come because their boyfriend tested positive. I mean, just all the last minute changes that needed to be made. Um, And then on top of that, during COVID, I had six kids living with me, plus my own. I know. I mean, sorry, not plus my own. Sorry. I had six kids living with me and I, and, and so I was cooking all the time. And before the pandemic, cooking for a large group made me so anxious, the timing, the quantities, all that stuff. And through the pandemic, I learned how to cook a lot and to not be stressed out about it so much. So a lot of the holiday prep has to do with food. And that part of it has become a lot less, uh, a lot less scary to me. So I, I think those things helped a lot. And I think also, frankly, being on Prozac helped me a lot. <laughs> just kind of chilled me out a little bit and I recently weaned myself off of it so we'll see how this year goes maybe maybe I'll know that that was the secret sauce for myself but um but I I suspect that it's uh more a matter of having developed some new skills and mindsets around the holidays but for me Thanksgiving is my most favorite holiday I love all the food I appreciate that there are no gifts I think you kind of like shopping for gifts I find that part actually really really difficult because I'm, I struggle to know what the right thing is, you know, and also I struggle with the expectations that the kids have around that, or, you know, it's just that part of it is not much fun for me, but the food is super fun for me. And there are certain traditions around Thanksgiving that I really love. Like we have brunch and sit in our pajamas and watch the Macy's parade on TV every year. And, um, we kind of have some nice traditions around going around the table and, each person expressing what they're grateful for that year. So I'm really looking forward to Thanksgiving. It's great. Oh, that's great. That's great. Yeah, there's there's a definitely a major sense of guilt for me leaving this year, um, leaving my parents this year and my brother and Robbie. And I think it's okay to have a break sometimes from, from what you always do every year. So... As tr- much as I like the tradition, it's okay every once in a while to say, I'm doing something different this well, year. Well, I have noticed that since my kids have had to spend holidays away from me half the time since I got divorced, that the traditions that we have 
they really appreciate now. Whereas before, I think they would have been like, why do we have to do such and such? You know, now that they have a different, you know, it's, it's not the default. It's like, oh, this is what we get to do this year. Um, so I, I think you're right. Maybe the break will increase their fondness for doing it all together or their appreciation for doing it all together next year. Yeah. 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 What's it like to have a big blended family at the holidays? Um, this year we have all seven kids plus all of my family, um, coming. Um, and so it works fine and that everyone gets along. There's not like, oh, we can't have Aunt Marjorie sitting next to Uncle Ted. Like, we don't have any of that. But there are kind of cliques within the family. And that's something that I want to think about kind of how to how to bridge a little bit this year. Um, my family's Thanksgiving traditions and my husband's family's traditions are really different. The foods are different. The way that meal happens is different. Um, and so they've been very kind to let us do it our way. <laughs> and I think they appreciate it. Um, and partly, you know, that will be at my house for, at our house for Thanksgiving this year. And, and it'll be a very Jessica family weighted event this this time around because my brother and sister and their families and my dad and my stepmom will be here all of that but for Christmas we're going to my husband's parents house in Clovis and then it's a hundred percent wards so we're gonna do it totally their way and the first year we had to do that I felt it was a had to do I was like oh I'm gonna miss being with my kids because my kids were with their dad and I'm going to miss doing it the way we do it. And the first year I, I know I felt that a little more the last couple times, I have to tell you, it has been delightful because I don't have any responsibility. Ian's mom doesn't even want oh, yeah, me in I the kitchen. That. She's like, no, 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 you yes. can relax. Last Christmas, I read two books. I, you know, sat on the couch we just hung out. It yeah. was so relaxing and nice. And I'm like, I'm in. This is great. Um, so it's it's working out. It's working out. Yeah. So. Yeah. I think I can't remember the last time I went to someone else's house for a Thanksgiving or Christmas dinner, right? I think that's part of the challenge for me. But I also really do feel lucky to have the house to be able to host everyone mm-hmm. in and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So all that stuff is good. Um, one of the things you talked about was, you know, the challenges, the ever present challenges of bringing a group together, no matter what, no matter how well they're behaving, no matter how well they generally get mm. along. Group life is really hard, right? People come in, they have a certain expect, set of expectations that they're coming mm-hmm. in. There's all sorts of old old stories, mm-hmm. um, you know, past experiences that color or potentially taint mm-hmm. <laughs> the gathering. Mm-hmm. And 
So what are some ways that you think about bringing a group together and making it as joyful, harmonious, um, and really pleasant, Mm -hmm. not every second, but as enjoyable as possible for the full Mm -hmm. group? One of the things that's been really helpful for us is to give everybody jobs. That helps me, of course, too. Mm. But I really, with all of the people that we have, I mean, we have three very tiny people. They will have no job other than please don't melt down at the table. Ages one, three, and four. (laughs) But everybody else is capable enough to be in charge of refilling the water glasses or your job is going to be to check the turkey every 30 minutes or, you know, make the place setting cards or whatever, giving people a job sometimes ahead of time, but sometimes it's just day up. Someone walks in and you're like, you know what, here's something I totally forgot needs to be done. Can you do it? And people love to help, I think. Um, And for the folks who feel Mm -hmm. a little awkward, having a job that they're supposed to do gives them an excuse to interact with the other people. Um, And I think that's really Mm -hmm. helpful. But in terms of Mm -hmm. the, the hardest part, I think, is how do you have fun as a group? Because yeah, everyone has to, you you know, in a group of people from ages one to 75, there's a lot of different ways of having fun. I mean, I love sitting down and doing a jigsaw puzzle, but not everyone is into that. And I'm also a huge fan of catchphrase, that game where you have to have people guess what your, what the word is and you pass the disc around the room. I mean, I love games. Not everybody is into that. Yeah. But I think having some balance of connection and heartfelt, like this is why we're all here and this is why this moment is special. And also just how do you make it lively? Some music, something that's, you know, a low stakes game. Those are the sorts of things I try to think about. How about you? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I love games. I always am up for board games. And my brother-in-law is actually a major board game fanatic. He goes to board game conventions and all sorts of stuff like that. So he'll often bring the board games and we'll play after Mm -hmm. dinner. Uh, I think getting people with just the right amount of booze in them is helpful. (laughs) This is true. Whoever is cooking the turkey needs to... Be moderate until the turkey is out of the oven. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, we definitely try to serve up some really nice wines to my parents and my brother and um, try to, I also, one of the things I'm really conscious of is that while Thanksgiving can be an all day event, it doesn't necessarily have to be. So in other words, letting people know when dinner will be and then making sure that you're not having them there too terribly long before or after. <laughs> I so agree with you about that. That is important. Setting some expectations ahead of time is about timing. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, you know, a good football game definitely goes a long way in my mm-hmm. household. There's a lot of football watching. Um, but, you know, one of the things we've sometimes done too is had conversation cards at the yeah. dinner table 
where we actually like pick them out of a deck of conversation cards and let people mm-hmm. answer that. And that's actually nice too, because it keeps the conversation going. It lets everyone tell a story mm-hmm. about themselves mm-hmm. and then you pass it. And so one person doesn't end up dominating the whole conversation. So that's kind of fun too. We, we do like to let everyone share what they're grateful for at Thanksgiving too. Yeah. I love the idea of the conversation cards. We've never done that. I've used them in other settings, um, including at the family dinner table, but I hadn't thought about doing it yeah. for Thanksgiving or for Christmas or, you know, whatever holiday, big family thing. And I think that might be a really good thing to do this year in particular, because for the first time, we cannot have everybody at one long table. Um, the, the house we're living in right now, we're going to have to break it into two groups. And um, and I think trying to kind of facilitate some conversation amongst those smaller groups, it might be really helpful to have the conversation cards. Yeah. Have some of those conversation cards. Have you played Happy Salmon before? Did we talk about Happy no. Salmon? with someone something else this is the funniest game and it takes 90 seconds to play but i highly recommend it. it is one of the funniest games you can play and it, i played it with my whole family at my brother's 40th birthday party it literally i wouldn't let them sit down until they played happy <laughs> salmon it's totally ridiculous so get yourself a box of happy salmon folks it's a great way to start you know, once everyone gets there before they sit down, you play happy salmon and everyone is automatically in a good mood. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love that. That reminds me of, um, just when you said it's automatically in a good mood, it reminds me of this ridiculous gadget that we have called 30 second dance party. And it's like a no whammy. Oh yeah. Button. It's a little like that. I mean, uh, it's ridiculous, <laughs> but it's funny. And sometimes you just need to do something to loosen people up or all of that. Yeah. I mean, for me, I think one of the hardest things is people have definitely created sort of some rut stories and rut behaviors. And how can I help people to not fall into mm-hmm. those things? I mean, there was always an intense dynamic between my mother and my mm-hmm. brother at mm-hmm. Thanksgiving or at mm-hmm. Christmas. You know, she says something, it gets on his mm-hmm. nerves and they kind of kind mm-hmm. of go at it. I think, you know, it's really easy for parents to suddenly feel like they're looking at their children, whether it's my parents looking at me, probably less so now, but certainly when I used to come home when I was a little younger, or me looking at my kids and really in some ways kind of um, boxing them mm-hmm. in to the way I'm expecting them mm-hmm. to show up or the way um, they're expecting me to mm-hmm. show up. And I find that to be the biggest paradox or tension of the holiday. I want everyone to be together. And at the same time, everyone being together brings up all sorts of behaviors from the past. And, you know, as I see my children starting to come home, for the first time, really, I mean, first few years of coming home from college and, and, and not having lived with us, you know, there's this part of them that just wants to go right back to the way things were and to be seen as young children and at the same time wanting to be seen as young adults who have their own 
ideas about the holidays and eventually they're going to be bringing their own families mm -hmm. back, you know, and they'll be starting their own traditions. Mm -hmm. So it'll be really interesting to see how that evolves over time. You know, it brings back a lot of memories and feelings, some good, some not mm -hmm. so good. And, you know, also making a lot of space for new traditions to emerge. You know, when you mentioned having kind of a rut in which people live in your life, what I really, what, mm -hmm. what jumped into my mind when you talked about not being able to kind of let go of what it used to be is how much of a difference there is between what we see of our kids, how much they've grown, how responsible they are, how um, just considerate and they're doing cool things and you're going, wow, I get off the phone with one of them and I'm like, wow, they're really growing up. And then they come home and have to share a bedroom and they are obnoxious and mean and, you know, just, you go like, what happened? You've regressed like five or 10 years. Um, yeah. yeah. So that, that is certainly a tension, you know? Um, we'll see how that yeah. goes. I mean, this, this time, because we're living in a temporary place right now, I mean, we're going to have two six foot plus kids sleeping in bunk beds in the same room where the Peloton and the weights are. I mean, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting to see how we all, how we all get along, but, um, but I'm happy everybody's coming home. I think it'll be fun. And well, it's really you know, it's, it's, it's interesting too. You have experienced way more change in your family than yeah. I have just across the board. I mean, I have, both my parents are still alive. They're married to each other. They've been married the same. They've been married to the same people forever. Right? Eons. <laughs> I, I, it's, it's, you know, I'm married to Mark. We've been married for 30, almost 30 years we've done the same thing over and over again. And I mean, you really have had so many more life transitions um, and changes mm -hmm. that have resulted in this incredible, wonderful family at this moment in time, but it's not without all sorts of other kinds of challenges and turmoil that you've had to go through and experience. And some of it's been incredibly hard and, and losing a mother at a young age. And um, it's just a very, you know, I just think that you have a very different perspective on the holidays based on a lot of that as yeah, well. Yeah, that's really true. And I think because of all the change, it's, I was going to say, I feel like I'm attached to, but maybe it's attached in some ways has a little bit of a negative connotation. I really value and celebrate the traditions that we have, you know, and it's mm -hmm. the kids, all the change that we have, but we still sit there and have Grammy Z's sour cream coffee cake and watch the Macy's Day Parade. <laughs> Wherever we are, that is what is happening. Yeah. Um, and so, I you know, it. there's a way to kind of keep some continuity even with all the change. Um, and like I said, I never thought I would want to be sitting on a couch in Clovis for Christmas, but dang, I'm really liking that. <laughs> it's been great. So maybe, do we want to share some of our top, tips for managing the holiday season yes 
Yes. Well, I mean, first and foremost, like I do try to focus. My 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 number one tip is to focus on making connections with mm-hmm. people in the mm-hmm. moment. Like there is nothing that is that is better. You talked about not being able to predict or control. Mm-hmm. And I really, really, really try to not have a lot of expectations about the day. I try to let people show up and not control what what's going to come out of their mouths or how they're going to show up. And if you're not trying to control, the opposite of that is getting curious in other mm-hmm. people, right? If you are asking everyone else about themselves, you are much less likely to relinquish, to, to feel like you need to control the situation, mm-hmm. right? So just for me, trying to focus on what people are like right now in that mm-hmm. moment, not necessarily what they've brought at past holidays or how they've shown up in past holidays, but really trying to be like, what's going on for you right mm-hmm. now? Let's talk about you now. How are you? What are you up to? Mm-hmm. You know, and trying to really um, not put some of those rut stories on to mm-hmm. other people, right? That I might be having, harboring in my mind. So that's my tip number one. I love that. Thinking about how to have some pocket questions that are not just, how are you? But something that's got a little bit more of a, a starter for people to build on. I think that, that's going to, yeah. that's going to go into my, my, my mother-in-law really good at that. She always is genuinely curious about what everyone else is up to. Right. It's amazing. She's, they could take a lesson from Holly Silver anytime. That is so cool. <laughs> well, I think my other tips would be to plan some downtime for yourself to, mm-hmm get outside and walk or do something physical. Yeah. Um, and as I said earlier, to give people jobs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, well, I have another one too, which is, and this is very funny, but I try to channel the Stoics a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, a little bit, a little bit morbid, but the Stoic philosophy, the Stoic philosophers talk about this idea of memento mm-hmm. mori, which is really like remembering our own mortality. And, um, you know, there's only so many holidays we get on this earth, right? There's only so many of these days. There's only so many hours, so many weeks, so many years that we have. And um, that idea that, you know, we're all mortal and to really sort of think about that, not in a, in a, depressing or dark way, but as a way to remind yourself, like, this is all you got right here. This, this is it. We here now. <laughs> so I, I don't, I, do I have a memento more I coin? I think I almost bought one from uh, Ryan holiday who does the daily stoic, but you can buy a little coin that says memento more. that is sort of like a reminder. You can carry it in your pocket. You got to remember well, I feel like that's a perfect way to close out this episode. We're all going to die that someday. <laughs> so be here now. Truth. Truth. I hope Truth. you have. Well, I can't wait to hear about your home. I hope you have an amazing time in Europe and that your kids are, are healthy and happy and able to show you around some of the corners of Europe where they are. 
Yeah, it's funny. My my mother's cousin lives in Florence and he reached out and said, hey, do you guys want to come for Thanksgiving dinner on Thursday? And we all said, no, thank <laughs> you. And it's just... <laughs> We're only really in Florence for two days. And the idea of like spending one of those two days doing Thanksgiving dinner was too much for me. So we're going to have coffee with him on Friday morning, but I just couldn't do it. I'm like, I don't, I just, this year is my year <laughs> off of Thanksgiving. I want to have a different Thanksgiving filled with gratitude for sure, but maybe not. <laughs> good choice. Good choice. Oh, we'll have a good one. As sure. always, it's a joy to see you. Jessica and Carla's High School Reunion is written, directed, and edited by Carla Silver and Jessica Slade. Our theme music, True Sight, is by Jared Matt Greenberg. Please subscribe and listen on Spotify, Apple Music, or wherever you get your podcasts.